0: Back again, Pavi Daily takes it has been a very eventful. What 48 hours now? I think since pregnancy, it's a been 40 now. It's been like 24 actually. It's not even 24. I'm doing this at 2:30, so it's been about nah eh, no, 24 hours. Started at 6 p.m. Eastern, so it's been about good, very eventful 24 hours. Um, hope you guys had a great weekend. I wanted to do this this morning, but I was trying to wait until Kawhi signed. But Kawhi is on Kawhi time right now, and Kawhi probably hasn't Kawhi is doing some Kawhi shit man. Kawhi gonna sign what he wanna sign. Um so I'm gonna get to all the Kawhi news later on and stuff like that later on. But I do wanna go through and break down, you know, some of the things uh I've seen, talk about some winners, some losers. Um Let me actually pull up a list of the free agent signings at the moment, if I can find one. Um But again, welcome back to Patrick Daily Hot Takes. Uh thank you guys for um all the continued support. Uh the most recent uh one that I did with my homie Scott uh was it, it's 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 been my most um uh listened to one. Uh so yeah shout out to all y'all um and let's get into it. Um first off I wanna start with who do I want to start with? I'm gonna start with the Suns. Um, I think the Suns have had a great offseason, man. Um, I think that it's a team that not many people are expecting things from. Um, I don't know if if the moves that they made makes them a playoff team, but I do think that for the first time in probably a decade, the Suns are heading in the um, right direction. I love the pickup of um, Ricky Rubio. Uh, I think they've been looking for a point guard for a minute. I think they have Rubio and Tyler Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's still there as well. I could be wrong. He might have had a... Uh no, I think he's still there because I think he had a player option, so I think he probably opted into that player option. So you got him, you got Tyler back and Rubio up. Also, you get you picked up Saric Uh, on a on a um draft day trade, traded away T.J. Warren, but you picked up Saric and you picked up Aaron Baines. I mean, I like what the Suns are doing, man. I think that uh, point Devin, the experience. It wasn't bad, but I don't think it went completely as planned. Also, I think Rubio is used to playing with a high-usage two-guard. I mean, he did play with Donovan for, at the past two years. I think he's used to playing with a high-usage uh, two-guard, which Booker is. Also, I think it takes some of the pressure off Booker. Like, Booker had a lot on him. Also, he's you know known to get injured a lot. Like, just little knick-knack injuries. Maybe Rubio can absorb some of that responsibility and keep him a little bit healthier. And also, I love it for Aiden the most. I think that Aiden finally has a point guard who can get him the ball. You, you can run some pick-and-rolls with him. And I think that Rubio will make sure Aiden is in the right spots to be as successful as he needs to be. And also, again, I love what, the, what they did on draft day with Cam Johnson. I think that eventually Cam Johnson might end up starting before the season is over. A uh, knockdown shooter on the wing, great size, 6'8". So I love what Phoenix did. I think Phoenix had a great day. Also, I think Indiana had an amazing day. They stole Brogdon away from the Bucks. Um, they uh, picked up Jeremy Lamb. Uh, they also, they had another, yeah, they stole Brogdon the way they picked up Jeremy Lamb. Uh, I like that. The uh, Collison actually retired, so I like the addition of Brogdon. I mean, now you got what, Brogdon, you got Miles Turner, uh, you got TJ Warren, you got Oladipo when he's back and ready and healthy. Um, You got Jeremy Lamb off the bench. Uh, I think they signed, uh, what's his name, Eugene Summers to like a three-year deal. You also had Aaron Holiday there. So, I like what Indiana's doing. I think Indiana set himself up to still be a great team in the um, East. I think they'll still be a top four, top five seed. Um, when Oladipo comes back, hey, man, they might even be able to compete for the um conference title. Um, But the team, uh, one team I think helped themselves a lot was Philly, man. Philly... I love wh- how they flipped Jimmy. I think the full trade is like, I think Josh Richardson ends up in a Sixers uniform, which was huge for me. Uh, I love Josh Richardson. I think he was great last year with the Heat. Um, also, they picked up Horford, which is amazing. Uh, I think that when you look at, mean, you assume, um, we, we don't know what Kawhi is doing, but it seems like Kawhi is most likely headed out west. And if Kawhi is headed out west, I think the one player you have to look at that you want to you know be able to neutralize is Giannis, and I think that this forces Giannis to go out and get it get a better game. Like they got the two people who probably do the best job of guarding Giannis in, in Bede and Horford on the same team. Uh, I mean, Kawhi did a did a uh, did a um, great job on as well, but still, you got two people who do a great job of guarding Giannis on the same team in the same front court. So all that running and spending it and I'm a dunk on everybody is not going to work. Like. Period. That's not going to work. He's going to have to go and get an in-between game. He's going to have to go and, you know, get a post-fade, get a post-hook, uh, get some actual moves and work on his actual bag because, I mean, they got some guys down there now to really impede your progress um, and, and make it very difficult for you to score. And I think that the defense in Philly is going to be crazy, man. Like, I mean, even just look at the length, excuse me, and what you have. I mean, you have what? Ben Simmons, 6'9". You got Josh Richardson, 6'6". You got Tobias Harris 68, you got Horford 610 and B72 and that's just the front line. You know, and then you go to the bench, you got Zaire. you hope he can give you something. I think they had the draft pick from Washington, you hope that he can give you something actually be on the court as a rookie and not do the normal uh Sixers tradition of you know, we draft you and you get hurt for a year. Um and then also you they were able to retain Mike Scott, which I love. And there's still some other deals that they can end up, you know, picking up I think the Sixers have put themselves in an in, in, in a in a amazing position, uh, to probably end up I think when you look at it right now, in my humble opinion, uh they will probably be the favorites in the East. You know, I mean even still I think if even, even if Kawhi does come back, uh, I, I I would I would I would probably still pick the Sixers to be my favorite, um, in the um East. I mean, even, you know, when like, let's say Embiid, for, for whatever reason, does have knee troubles or if he gets sick. Like, now we got Horford to put in that center position, and we can facilitate and run offense through Horford. I mean, obviously, Horford is, well, I think 32, 33, so he's not who he used to be, but he's still a very quality big man. And he goes back to his natural position to power forward. I think that what most people must remember is that when Horford came into the league, also in his early years with Atlanta, he was uh, a four. He wasn't a center. Uh, I think they had Zaza at center, actually, for, for um some of those years. But he switched to center when Millsap came. And then they ran out Millsap and they ran out uh, Horford. But he came into the league as a power forward. So he goes back to his natural position, the position that he prefers playing. I mean, even you saw in the playoffs, they would start Horford at the uh, four. And they would start Baines at the five sometimes. So he goes back to his more natural position. And, look, I think Philly – I think Elden Brand did one hell of a job yesterday. I'm mean, even flipping Jimmy the way he flipped Jimmy. Uh, I even think Miami helped themselves getting rid of some of those contracts, um, bringing in bringing in uh, um, Jimmy Butler. They got rid of Whiteside today, uh, which, but they did add my. I think they added Myers Leonard in that. But still, they got they got they they got rid of Rice Whiteside. They picked up Jimmy. They finally got like, the star that Miami has been searching for since pretty much LeBron left. I mean, because you got to think about what happened after LeBron left. LeBron leaves, Chris Bosh has to retire, and then D-Wade's gone within, like, probably 14 months. So, I mean, I I, 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 what, I I feel like they finally put themselves in, like, a situation where you hope that, you know, you get Jimmy in, you get Jimmy on the contract, you got Jimmy on the max, so, so you have Jimmy there for the next four or five years. You you know, you, you hope that not this year but next year jimmy can go out recruit some guys and you can start to turn your franchise around and like at least be competitive and a threat in the east for the uh for the foreseeable future um and you kind of got a guy who who you know like d Wade and jimmy are friends you know you hope that you can get d Wade involved with the young um, franchise he can kind of you know continue and pass the torch and also i think culture wise it's like a it's like a great fit you know miami is they, they're, they're they're always known for working hard. They have, like, the, the most fit team in the league. They have the, the craziest uh, uh, weight training program in the league from, from, like, everything I've heard. I think that fits right along the lines of what Jimmy Butler wants to do, and I think that uh, he'll have no issue playing in Miami, and I think that he'll fit the culture really, really well. Um, also, obviously, uh, I mean, the Nets, like I hate talking about those big moves like that because I mean, what do I expect from the Nets? I mean, next year not too much. I mean, I think they'll be a competitive team. I mean, I think that I love the Garrett Temple pickup. I mean, they you know still have LeVert, they have Spencer, they should be a fifty-win team, fifty to fifty-five-win team, could possibly go to the conference finals, uh, if not the conference finals, second round, uh, take somebody six or seven. Um, but obviously with the Nets is you wait for KD to come back. Um, KD took, first of all, I'm, I'm going to laugh about KD taking literally a Julius Randle contract less to get the hell away from Golden State. Like, that man was not fucking with Golden State no more. Like, he did not want to be there. He even took less than the Max <laughs> to go to the Nets. Like, he was not fucking with Golden State no more. Um, you don't know if that's something from me. Allegedly, he you know, he, he he felt, which is like what I went through on my um when I did like when, when, uh, one of my first hot takes, which is that, well, daily takes, which is that the Warriors, not the players, because the players, you know, the guys you go to battle with every day, they always have different opinions. They, you know, see things differently. You spend more time with those guys than you do anybody. So I don't want to say this about the players. Like, I think Steph and them were great. Uh, Draymond had his moments in which he obviously, you know, wasn't the best teammate for KD. But I think all in all, like, you know, I, 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 I think – the players appreciated him, but I don't think the fan base or the organization, until he tore his Achilles, which is also why, like, the owner, you know, putting out that thing is kind of I side-eyed a little bit. Or even Bob Myers, like, going up there and crying, and I kind of side-eyed a little bit. Because I don't think the owners and the fan base ever appreciated KD, the, or the, 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 the organization and the fan base ever appreciated KD the way that they should have. The media didn't. Um, every time... You know, KD was out. All you heard was, are they better without him? Are they better without him? Well, now you're going to see. He ain't there no more. He ain't coming back. So now you're going to see if the Warriors are better without KD, and we're going to see how it turns out. Uh, but for the Nets, I mean, obviously they probably had the the, the the best day yesterday. I mean, you add KD, you add Kyrie, and you get DeAndre Jordan on, like, a pretty decent contract. I think that, you know, DJ's not a bad player. DJ upped his free throw. Percentage a lot last year, which helps you keep him on the floor. Also, now Jared Allen can go back to the bench, and with Jared Allen going back to the bench, like you pretty much got two elite rim protectors um, in your lineup. Um, you know, so even if Katie does lose a, lose a step defensively, um, you know, even if Kyrie, uh, Lavert, and uh, Spencer get beat, now you got Allen and you got DJ back there that, that I could shade you. You know, to a side, and you always know that help is on the way. And I think that even for Brooklyn. I think it's just a huge franchise win even more than just on the basketball court. Like Brooklyn was 30th in attendance last year. That's not going to happen this year. I think that Brooklyn will be the coolest team in the league. I think that you know the jerseys are cool. Nike can have like, you know, so many uh jerseys. I'm, I'm 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 pretty sure they'll put out like some new Nike Nets jerseys. You know, the the KD and Kyrie uh shoes will be crazy. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm 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 sure Nike will have fun with that whole packaging. Um, and I think that basketball is back in New York. Now, it's not back where you want it at, but basketball is back in New York. And I think that uh, the Nets will, the the, the, the Nets have, the, Bar- the Barclays Center finally has a team worth that building. And I think that building would be electric, man. I think that, you know, uh, while KD is out and while, you know, you wait for his return, I think that uh, Levert, and Kyrie have a chance to be the best backcourt in the Eastern Conference. I say not a chance. They should be the best backcourt in the um, Eastern Conference. And the rotation of uh, Lavert, Kyrie, and um, Spencer should be. I mean, like the best three guard rotation possibly in the league. Um, possibly in the league. I mean, you know, obviously, like the Bladers have what they have. Uh, the Warriors have what they have. Adding D'Lo now, if he even stays. I've heard. I've heard about a trade involving D'Lo. I can't say it because I don't know how true it is. I don't want to be spreading rumors, um, but I've heard about a trade that would shake things up. Um, but obviously, so you got the Steph and D-Lo backcourt. You got the you know you uh, got the uh, because Clay would be in the front court now. Um, you have the uh, uh, the um, Damon C.J. backcourt. Uh, you got the uh, Oladipo in backcourt. Um, but regardless, the Kyrie and uh. Levert backcourt should be one of the best in the league. I think the one thing that we all have to remember before Levert suffered the gruesome gruesome foot injury last year was that it was Levert, not D'Lo, that people were talking about uh, was for most improved player and was all-star. If I'm not, actually, let me go month by month and look at what he averaged. Uh, Let's Google. I know somebody was arguing, like, oh, how could you say the Nets have a... Have a have a uh, have, have a better young a better team around them than what Boston had. Like, look, I think that I arguably um, you could make an argument that LeVert was better than everybody on Boston last year, not named Kyrie and not named Al Horford. Um, if you look at it, um, in in uh, October LeVert was averaging eighteen point nine, and November seventeen point seven. But he but he had only played six games, and I don't know how. Uh he got hurt in Minnesota. He had only played he had only scored ten points up to that point. So you don't know if he finishes out that game. Obviously, you know, he he only he only played six games in November. You don't know, you know, what that average would look like. And that was in twenty six minutes. Uh so I think LeVert a year removed off the injury. I mean, even if you look at what he did in the playoffs, like in the playoffs, I mean, in, in the uh in the uh Sixers series, I mean, there were times when he was the best player on the court. I mean, the playoffs he gave you twenty-one points per game, so you assume that on what fourteen shots on forty-nine percent from the field, forty-six percent from three, and seventy-two percent from the line, which needs to get better. But still, I mean, you assume that if he can improve upon that, oh, but but at the same time, he only took six free throws and made four of them a night. So, I mean, but at the same time, like you assume that that, that if 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 he can improve upon he showed he would be before that injury go before that injury takes place I mean you think that you got your big three right there you know your, uh, Kyrie, Lavert, and um, KD and um, also you think that obviously KD's not gonna come off the Achilles and get back to hooping like he was in the Clippers series, it's gonna take him a while so you obviously think that you know you got some other guys who can help him score even with Spencer being there to kind of relieve the pressure off KD so even if he does come back and he's a, sorry about that even if he does come back and he's like a um, 23, 24-point-per-game score starting out, you got other guys who can, you know, get you 20, get you 30, get you 40 (laughs) on um, any given night uh, out there with the um, Nets. So obviously the Nets won big, but I want to go back and talk about the other team across town, which is the Knicks. I think that once Knicks fans stop crying about who they didn't get, they will begin to appreciate, um, excuse me, the possible future All-Star in Julius Randle. I think Julius was a great acquisition. I mean, look, if we look at Julius's numbers last year, pull them up for you real quick. Julius Randle is a, first of all, he's 24 years old. Um, He'll be turning 25 this year. So he's not anywhere near his prime in my humble opinion. Um, for his career, he's giving you 15 and 8, and I think that that's so low because he played one game and had two points in his rookie year. Uh, but last year he gave you 21 and 8. I think that realistically in this New York market, if you take Julius Randle and he gives you 21 and 8, which I think probably next year probably I end up giving you like 23 and 10. When I look at who the Nets, the uh, Knicks have, give you about 23 and 10. If you can put him in this market, I think Randle was an All Star. I think Julius Randle was a 2-3 maybe a four-time all-star in mean, this on New York market. And for RJ Barrett's sake, I'm happy that they didn't get that that the Knicks didn't get anybody that they thought they were. Uh, I think that Kyrie coming or uh KD coming, somebody like that would have stunted RJ's growth or even a Kemba coming. I think it would have stunted RJ's growth and I think that In order for R.J. to become the player who R.J. needs to be, I need the ball in R.J.'s hands. I mean, they picked up Alfred Payton, which he's going to have some ball handling responsibilities. Um, I don't know who's going to start between him and Dennis Smith Jr., but I need the ball in R.J.'s hands, and I need R.J. making at least 50% of the uh, decisions for that team next year to get R.J. Barrett to be the player that I think R.J. Barrett can be. So I'm happy that R.J. is going to get all the time in the world to run out there and make mistakes, pretty much not get subbed out I like the acquisition of Taj Gibson Taj Gibson goes back home to New York Um, also he's a great veteran I like I think they brought in Wayne Ellington I like the Wayne Ellington acquisition I like the Reggie Bullock um, acquisition I don't think the Knicks will do anything next year but obviously at at some point in time the Knicks are going to get some free agent also Boogie still hasn't signed we don't know that might be a place Boogie may end up who knows? But at some point in time in the future, the Knicks are gonna get some free agent. Like they keep setting themselves up, they gave they gave everybody two three year deals. I think that this would all fall off in the summer. A lot of them, a lot of that contracts, those contracts would fall off in the summer. In which Giannis is a is a free agent. Not saying Giannis will leave the leave leave the Bucks, but who knows? You know a Bradley Bill is gonna be coming up if they if they don't trade him. I mean, Who knows? Like the Knicks are always gonna be in play for every top free agent. For the rest of time as long as they have cap room because it's the knicks and it's in new york and at some point in time some free agent is gonna take the bait and gonna come to the knicks at some point in time so i like what the knicks did i think the knicks had a great day and i think that once the nick faithful and stephen a smith stop crying about not getting who you wanted you'll appreciate who you got and I understand that julius randall will probably end up being a two or three, maybe a four-time All-Star at some point in time during his tenure as a Nick. I mean, even as early as next year, I think he could be an All-Star. Um I love D. Rose going to the Pistons. I heard that they were also in talks with JaVale McGee uh as well to go to the Pistons. I mean, I love the acquisition of D. Rose. I think, what, two years, $16 million, so a great contract. Didn't really spend too much for him. Also, I think he's better than Reggie Jackson. Um Think he can make better decisions. than Rich. I think he can do everything on a basketball court better than Richard Jackson. I may be biased, but also MD Rose, still a former MVP. I think last year was actually his best, his most mature basketball season. And he's actually a better basketball player than he was when he won MVP. He's just, he was just more athletic back then. So he didn't need the same type of basketball intellect that he has now uh, to achieve great things. Um, but I think he's a better scorer than what he was. When he won MVP, I mean, he was even shooting, what, 44% from the three-point line at, at um one point in time. I think D-Rose, Blake, Luke Kennard, uh, I don't know who they would have at the three at this point. Um, But just D-Rose, Blake, Luke Kennard, and Andre Drummond, I think that, look, I said the Pistons would win 50 games last year. I still think the 50-game mark is in play as long as everybody can stay healthy. Um, I think that the Pistons did themselves a great service. by by picking up D-Rose. Also, D-Rose isn't too far away from home, you know. Um, So, I think that it'll be good for him. Like, anytime he needs to go back to the crib, see his family, or his family needs to come see him. Like, Detroit really ain't that much of a trip. I mean, Detroit is like another Chicago. So, I think it'll be great for D-Rose. I think it'll be great for the Knicks. Also, the Bucs. I thought before they picked up Wesley Matthews that they were actually one of the biggest losers but they picked up Wesley Matthews, and they got Robin Lopez, which I think helps. I mean, when you see, you know, the uh, Sixers doing something like picking up uh, picking up Embiid. Um, well, no, they have Embiid, uh, Horford, and Tobias on your front line. If you want to get funky with it and you want to get crazy, you could also run out Robin Lopez, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis, L- Middleton, and Hill or something like that. Now, that length is insane and wild and you picked up Wesley Matthews, you got him coming off the bench. Um you retained George Hill on a, on a better deal. I think George Hill would have got like 15 million on that team option. You retained him on a on a better deal. Uh Middleton isn't worth the contract that he got, but I'm not mad at it because you have to do whatever you can to keep Giannis happy. So I think that obviously probably again, uh, the Bucks and uh the Bucks and Sixers would probably be the top two teams um in the conference, but I think that the Wesley Matthews addition, in my mind, kind of saved free agency for the um, Bucks. The only team that I'm looking at when I look at, you know, things that happen, and there's like more uh, stuff to get into as well. I'm I'm not even halfway through breaking things down. Um, The Magic, but the Magic. I don't know what the Magic are doing. Signing Al Aminu, like, The contract isn't bad, so I don't mind the contract, but I'm just not quite sure as in what the point of that was. You have Jonathan Isaac, you have um, Mo Bamba, you have Aaron Gordon, Terrence Ross. You have a lot of people in that three position or that four position, The mean he's probably gonna end up playing more of the four. I don't know, like, are you trading Aaron Gordon? Are you getting rid of Isaac? Are you like, what are you doing? If you're trading and then, and and you just signed Vucevic back, so like I don't really know what direction Orlando is going in by bringing Alfru Gamino. I don't really know what the point of that was. That might be the only deal that I don't really like. Also, I don't know why Alfru Gamino decided to go there. Probably just the money. Um, obviously with Portland picking up, they got rid of Harkless, but they did bring in Whiteside, which I love. I think you need another center. Uh while Nurk is out, and also I think Whiteside's a person. I mean, Whiteside's not going to command. I mean, depending on what he does in Portland this year, he's not going to command some crazy deal. I mean, maybe, you know, getting out of Miami and going to Portland uh, will re- reset him and get him more focused on basketball. I mean, because when Hassan wants to be a force, he's a force. I mean, Hassan can going to go out there and get you four blocks and, at any given point in time. So, And also I think that, you know, having – uh, you know, uh uh Dame and CJ in front of you. Um I think that, you know, having him back there uh to help out when anybody gets beat, also being able to throw Zach Collins in there if you need to throw Zach Collins in there, who actually might end up starting this year. Um and I also like the pickup of uh nazir Little in the draft, who I think actually might be the steal of the draft. Like he could probably end up all rookie first team or all rookie well not, well maybe not all rookie first team, but all rookie second team for sure. Um so I like Whiteside for Portland, but I don't really like Aminu for the Magic. I don't know why he chose to go there. I think he probably could have picked a better destination for himself, um, but I think he saw the money and just wanted to just run with it and take it, and and you'll figure out the rest when you get there And uh, as opposed to if you're staying there. Um, also, the Jazz, I think, did themselves a huge favor, picking up more offense with um, Bajdanovic. Uh and you pick up Mike Conley, I mean, I think, I mean, arguably right, and well, you lost favorites, but you pick up Ed Davis. I mean, I think arguably the Jazz might have the best team in the West right now, uh, right now. I mean, obviously, you know, the Warriors picked up D'Lo, and I'm gonna break that down next, but um, I mean, when I look at what the, you know, Jazz have done, I mean, I think you you fix your offensive problem, and you still have a very elite defense. Um, I think that now you take less pressure off Donovan. Donovan doesn't need to chuck up 30 shots anymore. Um, he can get. I mean, he can take. He can pick his spots a lot better now that he has Bogdanovich, who was a who is a guy who can legitimately get you thirty on any given night, and you have Mike Conley, who's a who's a who's a another guy who can possibly get you thirty on um on um any given night. Both being very solid defenders. Also, you pick up Ed Davis, who I love for the Nets. So you kind of replace what you lost in Derek Favors. Um, and again, I love what the Jazz did. Uh, I think that. You know, when I look at the West, like I said, realistically, they might be the best team in the West. Who knows? Um, but the Warriors they made a sign and trade. They got rid of Iggy. They shipped Iggy to Memphis, which is hilarious. Which I, I don't expect Memphis. To st- I don't expect, excuse me, Iggy to stay in Memphis. I would assume he would get bought out. And if he gets bought out, I would like for the Lakers or the Rockets to um, pick Iggy up. But I mean, look. Again, granted, I've heard that there might be a deal in place. I don't know. I can't speak on what the deal is, but just know it would it would it would be something that would shake the league up a lot. But I mean, but let's just say that D'Lo, uh goes goes into the season a warrior. Um, I mean, it'll be great to watch Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell backcourt, but same time like defensively. They might score 100 points a night, but they might give up 100 points a night. I think that you know when you gotta guard the likes of James Harden, you gotta guard Dame and CJ, you gotta guard even like the Jazz backcourt, you gotta guard uh, who else? Uh, Russell Westbrook, you gotta guard. Um, who else in the uh, West? Uh, um. Devin Booker. I mean obviously you, you I mean you you you're not gonna see them down stretching the playoffs, but you gotta guard Devin Booker. Uh you gotta guard um uh shit, the Kings. You gotta guard the Nuggets. Like when you gotta guard these more elite backcourts and you got like now Clay has moved to the front court. Now you're putting a lot of pressure also on Clay defensively because I mean I think the I think losing K D hurts even it hurts you offensively, obviously because you lost Kevin Durant, but I think the one thing that people are also uh, overlooking about KD leaving is the defense. I mean, you will literally lose a seven-footer who can guard one through four. I mean, you saw in the Rocket series, he did the best job on James Harden, out of anybody, in my humble opinion you lost that and you lose Iggy cuz you traded him away cuz you wanted to bring in Dela. Um I think Draymond is untradeable now cuz I mean cuz because somebody has to play defense. Um also I think Looney probably they won't be able to afford Looney. I don't think they'll be able to afford. I actually think Looney would be a a, a great addition for the um Lakers honestly. Um depending on what Kawhi does, we, we don't I think every the Lakers are waiting on Kawhi. Um, there's I mean people are like, Oh, the market's drying up. Nah, there's still very quality guys out there. For one, some of the quality guys are already on the Lakers. Well, play with the Lakers. I think K C P would be a guy you would you would want to retain. Caruso would be a guy that I would want to retain. I don't hate retaining Rondo. Um I know JaVale is in talks with the Pistons, but I don't think he's signed with the Pistons yet. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's too late for the for the Lakers to get some guys as they wait on Kawhi. But I mean, yeah, Boogie's probably going to be gone. Looney's probably going to be gone. I mean, Cook probably is going to be gone. Uh, so the Warriors definitely have their work cut out for them um, as far as filling out the rest of this roster, especially defensively. I mean, the one thing that made the Warriors, the Warriors, was their defense. Like, yeah, they they were a revolutionary offensive team, but let's not forget most of these years they were top five in defense. The years that they weren't top five in defense, well, the year that they weren't, they lost in the finals. Is this year, they were like 13th, they lost. And besides... 2016, when, when you know, Bron, uh, when Bron and Kyrie turned into the Holy Trinity, um, they've been top five in defense every time that they've won, and last year they weren't there, and I think that the defense is honestly even what hurt them more than the offense, in many, many times. Yeah, you can't box in one step with d on the court. But same time, no, like, now it's like pick your poison in the backcourt. You you don't even, like, if I'm the Rockets, I don't even have to try to get the switch. I just go, (laughs) literally. I don't really, like, it's much easier for me to get the switch I want now because I got two defenders who I think aren't that great at defense. I think Steph is a cool team defender, but the thing about team defense is you don't play defense by yourself, so you need good defenders around you to assist you play that defense. Also, Clay is coming off ACL. Um, I don't think you want to put that much pressure on Klay off top defensively. And now that you've lost Iggy and you've lost KD off top, Klay's going to have to guard the best wing. And Draymond's probably going to have to guard the best big. Um, so he's going to be occupied. Um, so let's say you play the Thunder, right? Okay, well, Clay takes Paul George. But now who takes Russ? Okay, let's say you play the uh, Blazers now. Okay, Clay could take Dame, but now who takes CJ? Okay, let's say you play the Nuggets. I mean, assuming on, depending on who Michael Porter Jr. becomes, he might have to take Michael Porter Jr. Now who takes Jamal Mervin, Gary Harris, and Malik Beasley and those guys? You play the Jazz, he might have to get Bob Donovich. Or he might have to get, somebody has to get Ingles. Maybe even Draymond gets Ingles. Okay, but now who takes Conley and Who takes Donovan? So I think that offensively is great for the Warriors. I mean, still, I, I still think the Warriors be a fifty-win team, um, depending on if they even keep D'Lo for long. Let uh, I me mean, shit. D'Lo might be traded five minutes after I, after I do this podcast. Who knows? But. I think offensively it's great for them. They'll be fun to watch, but defensively, which I think is going to be the issue for the for the Warriors and this up, upcoming season, they need to get some defenders. But you got to love the the fact that Joe Lacob is not afraid to take chances. Well, not Joe Lacob and Bob Mars aren't afraid to take chances, and I think that they're one of the franchises that when you talk about franchises who want to win, they want to win. They're not okay with just being in the playoffs. Like they want to bring this new stadium in with the championship, and you got to honor that. So shout out them for um getting that deal done. Um Pat Bev stays with the Clippers great move. Um I don't think that they could have afford to lose Pat Bev. Uh I think that even if Kawhi does come, uh Pat Bev is a guy that that I want Kawhi to play with. Like I think Pat Bev could be like Kawhi's Mike Conley type if he does indeed decide to actually come to the um, Clippers. So I think that's a great move. Also, they picked up Mo Harkless. I think he's a very useful player uh, for them. I mean, like, you got, that's another great defender. Well, not great defender, but good defender. I mean, look, you got guys like him, Jamichael Green. Uh, you know, Trez, I think you got to re-sign Trez. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if his contract is up, but Trez is probably going to be a guy that's going to be back with the Clippers. I know Zubac is, uh, they uh, picked up Zubok's uh Qualifying offer so would, would they extended a qual a qualifying offer to zoo So we'll see what happens with that, but the Kings Dwayne Damon is now a king. I love that move uh, Rashad Holmes is now a king. I like that move that also probably means that Willie Colley Stein is officially out the door Harrison Barnes re-up and I think with the way that they restructured their team it makes more sense for Harrison Barnes to be there Um, I think that last year they kind of took a step back when Harrison Barnes came, but I think that was because they had, they didn't have a team structured good enough for it to work with Harrison Barnes. And now I think that they've restructured the team a little bit. I think that Harrison Barnes makes more sense. I mean, I, and I actually like the front line of Dwayne Dimm and Marvin Bagley. Like both of those guys can stretch out, uh, which gives uh, a lot of driving lanes for De'Aaron Fox um, to penetrate and have his way with who he wants to pick passing the two and also like a reason as like a vet for the kings i think that uh that's a good move for them i, I mean even i mean even harrison Barnes. harrison Barnes is a guy he's won a championship been to um another finals like to me he's he's still in his 20s but he seems like a 30 year old to me for like whatever reason so um yeah i mean all in all look legacy isn't over uh boogie still hasn't gotten signed looney still hasn't gotten signed um mellow i still want mellow on the lakers uh, Reddick actually signed with the Pelicans. Great move. Um, I don't know where he's going to fit. I don't know if he's if he's, if he's he's going to start, but I do like the thought of adding some shooting um, along with Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and uh, Derek Favors, who they brought in. The Pelicans legitimately might be a playoff team next year, um, and I wouldn't be surprised even if, if they weren't the eighth seed. I think they could really be like a... Six or seven seed next year. Who knows? Um, but all in all, man, like I, I, I love what I'm seeing out of uh, free agency right now. I mean, the Bulls picked up Thaddeus Young. great move, I think as well. Garrett Temple to the Nets, great move. Um, but all in all, Rogier to the Hornets, real quick. Uh Kimba to the Celtics and they also picked up Enos Cancer. I like Kimba to the Celtics. I think that actually Kimba will have a more successful Celtics career than what Kyrie had. Reason being is not because he's better than Kyrie, but because of the fact that I think Danny Ainge will feel more comfortable building around Kimba because you know you have him here for four years. Also, you kinda like get rid of some people like Morris. I don't know if he's coming back, but he's not there. Horford won't be you Horford won't be handling the ball anymore. He's not there anymore. Um, I think the ball will spend a lot more time in, in Kimba and Tatum's hands, which is great for the development of Tatum and uh, Kim, and Kimba. Um, which, yeah, I think it's great for the development of Tatum and it's helpful to Kimba. I think Kimba might come in and give you like 26 a night next year while Tatum comes in and gives you like 8, 19 or maybe even 20 next year. Um, and I think Hayward a year after injury will be a little bit better um, as well. I don't think they'll have some of the expectations that they had this year. Um, I think next year, you I mean, you just think, after like the disappointing year that Boston has had next year, I think they'll have the season that they should have had that people thought they were going to have um, next year. Well, last year, this year. I think this year would be the year that they win like 54 games and uh, can make a deep playoff push. But they do need to um, sure up their front line. Uh, I know they picked up Cannon, but that doesn't really help you defensively. And I think losing Horford, you lose a lot defensively. Um, so they do need to get a backup big or a starting big that um, you feel more comfortable with uh, when it's time to play some defense. Um, but all in, I mean, yeah, and uh, Rozier with the Hornets, great move. I mean, I think that Rozier is a guy who can average 18 with the Hornets. They're going to lose a lot of games, but if this young court jails, like if if uh, Malik Monk can take that step, if, Mal, if, if uh, Miles Bridges can take that step, Frank Kaminsky is actually with the Suns now, which I also think is a good move for Phoenix, uh, which is why I like the offseason Phoenix is having. Um, but, I mean, if Batum can stay healthy, like look, I don't think that they'll win many games, but I think that Charlotte can plant the seeds to have a decent team in the future. Um, again, I think that Rozier its a good pickup for the Hornets. Um, and, you know, if he, Monk, and Bridges can jail, I think you have a nice young team uh, that you can build around and a nice young core to keep together for um, a couple of years uh, as you figure out the rest of the team. But, um yeah, all in all, man, so far, you know, Kawhi still hasn't signed. I'm pretty sure, I mean, Kawhi, wherever he goes, is going to shake things up. The Lakers have really only made one acquisition right now, which is Troy Daniels. Everybody's like Kawhi's bleeding them dry. Not true. Still very many quality guys you can still pick up. Just maybe not some of the bigger names you would like to see. Um, but also the buyout market is going to be crazy. I, I don't think Iggy's going to stay with Memphis. They're probably going to buy him out. He'll end up somewhere again. I would like to see him with the Lakers or with the uh, Rockets. Um, but all in all, I think I can't really say any team didn't help themselves besides the Magic. Um, but oh, also Mike Muscala went to the Thunder. I hope he can shoot better than what he shot in uh, L. A. But I think that's a decent move for the Thunder to get you another stretch. Well, what to what to get you a stretch big. Hopefully he can be what Patrick Patterson was supposed to be for you. Um, but yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Pavage Daily takes again. Hopefully you know Kawhi has a team then. Um, but yeah, all in all, great first 24 hours of a uh, free agency. And uh talk to you guys tomorrow.